0: It's time for the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Hi, everybody. A very pleasant good afternoon to you. Tanner Hoops in the studio with Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Friday afternoon, we're through another week. We gear up for some high school football tonight and for what should be a very restful uh, very well deserved a weekend coming up Ryan as always thanks so much for being here. Thanks for braving the elements today i yeah. wasn 't expecting this
1: <laughs> yeah i uh I was not expecting snow i mean i I thought rain because it started to rain last night i 'm like, okay, it might be a rainy day, but uh it 's somehow sticking <laughs>
0: on october fifth october fifth and there 's snow on the ground and i'm i 'm moving back to iowa uh, it 's official uh, <laughs> yeah i i'm I, I've seen
1: it snow like uh, in late October close to Halloween, you know, when the playoffs are about to start because, you know, it's it's getting colder up here. You know, I can understand that, but it just hit October. Mm-hmm. You know, this, I am not ready for this <laughs> yet. I know it co- winter comes always early up here, but the leaves haven't even fully mm-hmm. changed no. yet.
0: <laughs> There's <laughs> baseball being played less than five hours from us. Brewers have a game today and it's snowing. Up here in the UP,
1: yeah. I mean, got to put up the dome. <laughs> have to, in a clo- have to close the roof. Close they did the roof. yesterday. Yeah, I think
0: that was more for a home crowd effect, where they can. Uh, get, get better long. crowd noise, what have you. Make that really feel like a home field advantage. Uh, today might be a little bit <laughs> weather-affected.
1: Yeah, a little cold in Milwaukee today is from what I'm hearing. So maybe not as cold as up here, but definitely worth closing the door, the uh, roof on the dome. Well, so.
0: they have a 4:15 15 start this afternoon as they try for a 2 nothing series lead. You have Chachin going against Tyler Anderson. How about that game yesterday? Uh, was- 3-2 win in 10 innings. Moustak is the hero.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it was an interesting... Uh, interesting game yeah i was uh i thought oh when Yelich hit that shot i was mm-hmm. like oh they're, they're gonna be in control because they were for like the entire game until the ninth inning and then like their bullpen started to falter mm-hmm. and uh which honestly Never happens yeah i i'm i'm concerned about their pitching Are you? yeah a little bit i <laughs> feel like if if milwaukee's gonna go out in the playoffs it's gonna be their pitching that mm-hmm. doesn't man. i think their hitting is doing well yep. it has been doing well so it's going to be the pitching that hurts them uh whereas you know on the cubs the other hand my cubs it was more so the hitting was hurting them mm-hmm. and not the pitching now you reverse it in, with the brewers mm-hmm. i mean i i think they're going to get past colorado it's just if if they're going to lose a game or two it it's going to be due to you know some shaky pitching i think
0: could colorado be a worse matchup for milwaukee than say the dodgers in the next round <laughs> uh
1: you know, it's I I worry about L.A. because L.A. just has been good mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I mean, they throttled the Braves last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, is that if Milwaukee gets past Colorado, is that what's on the horizon a significantly better, <laughs> better team? You know, so I, I, I don't know. I think it's more of a toss-up. I think they'll get past the Rockies, but the Dodgers are more of a toss-up series.
0: Here's the thing is I don't think Colorado has that good of pitchers. I think they mm-hmm. have a lot of – mid-level guys that bud black makes look a lot better than they are Mm -hmm. but their hitting's for real their hitting's gonna play the full nine innings when you throw in a lineup with uh charlie blackman uh even gerardo parra you can supplement him along with story and arenado and they're gonna make you play the full nine innings so that's why i can see why the brewers bullpen would give someone a lot of concern
1: yeah it's uh colorado's an interesting team you know for years the Rockies have just struggled with pitching, and mm-hmm. you can always blame it on the high altitudes. Cause it's you know because people hit well, and you know when they go to Colorado, it's hard to you know get consistent quality pitching there. So, I mean, it's I I think they're a good team, but I think they're not a great team. You know, if you're looking at like a World Series champion right now for out of the NL, you got to look at either the Dodgers or Milwaukee mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Uh
0: Atlanta, I'm still not sold on them. No, I'm I know not. that they've won ninety games, but how good really is the NL East? I'm just I can't see Atlanta as being a good team, and I don't think they could last <laughs> night either. They they lose six nothing. Uh Rue, to his credit, he pitched a gem and Fulton just didn't have it. Uh, and the Dodgers jumped on him early. I mean they brought the power bats and this very likely could be a sweep. Yeah, I could definitely see that
1: happening. The Braves I don't know the East. It's like that used to be Washington's division, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they've fallen apart. Now people are thinking Bryce Harper might go to the Cubs in the mm-hmm. off season, and the Cubs have the payroll that they could do it. Yep. Um, they're one of the few teams that could actually afford to get Bryce Harper. Um, I just, I, I just don't see it. It's like I, you know, I. I thought this might be Washington's year, but it wasn't, so Mm -hmm. the Braves kind of snuck up on everybody this year, and it's like, I don't know if everybody's buying into it. Maybe if they can get back next year, maybe you'll see, are they building, but could be even a fluke this year depending on how it goes well because the
0: mets were supposed to be you know they were supposed to be a division contender yeah. there too and they looked like they were going to be in the first couple of weeks of the season then the bottom just fell
1: out yeah and then philly was supposed to be better and and they were they, and just, they were they but couldn't hang around they couldn't anything. hang
0: around you know it's just
1: i didn't see atlanta doing it and no. i just i don't know i i don't see it i think i think honestly dodgers are going to sweep atlanta mm-hmm and then it's going to be between Milwaukee and dot and LA and that's going to be i could see 6 or 7 games that's mm-hmm. not going to be a That's not going to be a (laughs) roll for anybody. The NLCS is going to be a long
0: one. I'd be shocked if that's anything below six games. That's going to be a fun series, too, when you look at it on paper, those two offenses going at each other. I mean, there's legit superstars, guys that could play every day on a different team that are going to be on each team's bench multiple games in that series. that's,
1: That's what's interesting about the two teams is that there's so much good <laughs> you know on there that you'll see guys will be like oh this guy should be batting sixth in the lineup and he, on any other team or fifth and he's sitting on the bench on them. so it's uh it's it, they're just very stacked I, I wasn't going into the year i was i thought milwaukee could contend for a playoff spot mm-hmm. i wasn't sure about a division just because you know the cubs are you know they're loaded mm-hmm. and uh you know, they were for the majority of the year. They were in control, at the best start in the NL, and then Milwaukee cut fire, and Chicago started to get shaky. And you know, and we all know what happened. Now the um, the Brewers are in the AL the NLDS, and I I think it's a very distinct. You could see the Brewers in the World Series. Mm-hmm. I just if Atlanta somehow gets past the Dodgers, I would say the Brewers almost out of the bag. Mm-hmm. If they play the Dodgers, it's going to be. It's at least six, like you said, probably even seven.
0: So, with the start, uh, the Dodgers got last night from Rue. They get to throw Kershaw tonight. And if they can take a 2 nothing series lead in the best of five, uh, they've still got Maeda in the bag. They've got Walker Bueller in the bag. It's over tonight if the Dodgers win. Isn't yeah, it?
1: you know, and they got Kershaw going. And mm-hmm. Kershaw's such a big game pitcher. And I was surprised last year that uh, when the Dodgers in the World Series that they threw Darvish in game seven mm-hmm. when Kershaw was available. It's like, you could have... St- I mean, even if you're worried about rest, you could have still started him, mm-hmm. and then you'd have Darv- Darvish there to pick, you know, like the next... I don't know, the fifth, sixth, seventh. You know, if if Kershaw starts to get shaky, you know, it's just... I don't know, it was a questionable decision. He was... T- Darvish tipped his pitches. Like, Houston knew it was coming, and mm-hmm. it's like, I'm surprised after, like... The first couple innings, this didn't like click <laughs> in the Dodgers' minds. Like, this isn't going well. We need to fix it. And, uh, didn't work out for them, but, uh, you know, maybe this will be the year. I actually have a guy I know who's covering the Dodgers right hmm. now, and, uh, he's hoping this is the year. He thought last year was going to be the year, and he's thinking okay, it's going to be this year. If they don't do it this year,
0: I don't think they're going to do it. They yeah. can't ask for much more of a talented roster than they have right now. Very much so. It, uh, if you can't win with that, yeah. <laughs> then there
1: there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, cuz it's like there's so much there. It's like it's like when the Cubs won it in 2016, there was everything was there. Mm-hmm. If they couldn't win it, then you're wondering if it was ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like and that was I thought that was the Dodgers year and you know, this is I, I don't want to say last gasp, but it's probably their last great before up, a yeah, rebuild. Yeah, before they'll have to start rebuilding. So We'll see what happens, and then, of course, you get the AL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, was, they're doing their thing tonight. So <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, well, they get started. Well, today slash tonight.
0: Right. You yeah, know, they'll get it started here. About 2.05 is going to be the first game. You've got Cleveland going up against Houston. In my mind, this series features the best starting pitching of any of the four.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. They're, uh, you know, Houston with Verlander and that other, it's just, They're so good, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people are already thinking Houston's going to win because of their pitching, you know, they're going to go to the world series because of that. And it's like, I'm not quite there. I'm leaning. I think it's going to be Houston or Boston. Mm -hmm. that's going to be in there. Um, you know, I know people are high on the Yankees. Look what they did to Oakland. It's one game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that see, that's the whole wild card thing. It, it's it's hard to judge a team on that because all you need to do is play good enough to win one game. You know, if if you can win three, if you can win four, then you can see just how good a team is. But I mean, you won once. It's like when uh, you know people when Colorado won. Some people are like, oh, maybe this is the Rockies, and it's like, well. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, jury's still out on that. So, I am I mean, I think the Yankees are good, and I think they're going to give Boston a good fight. Mm-hmm. But I think Boston's just, they they just have too much. I, I don't trust the Yankees pitching. I, I trust Boston more overall. And I think it's, you know, and it's so, with Cleveland, it's like they came so close in 2016 that you're like, oh, you know, twenty seventeen they're you know, they're gonna get it. And then they didn't. No. And now but they're Cleveland wins because the Central's such a weak division. <laughs> it so, is. Yeah, you know, it's like as long as they're the best team of the worst division. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to
0: put it that way. Well, I mean, they've, they've known it for about a month. Officially, it's been about two weeks since they've known they've had it. They've had time to rest a lot of these guys because you know, they're not playing for anything. They're not going to get eliminated. They weren't going to get home field advantage anyway. So mm. they have a little extra rest going into it. How big that's going to play in down the stretch, I don't know. But before we get too far into that, can we talk about how poorly mismanaged the Oakland Athletics were in the wild card game the other night? Oh, yeah, I, That opener strategy was a terrible idea. You have Liam Hendricks, who has given you really no reason to think he'll be good in the postseason. And the A's starting pitching is what made them such a dominant team since June. They had a ton of guys that they made look good, guys who weren't mm-hmm. on major league rosters back in spring training. And they came in, and they pitched really well, guys like Mania and Anderson. And you choose not to play any of them. You decide to go with your opener strategy, and you're taking your best card out of the game by doing that. I, Yeah. <laughs> you know it 's
1: you know you always hear you know look how good oakland are they're you know they're they're you know they 're coached well they 're mm-hmm. just you know you know this is like money ball, but like good money ball, you know what I mean like not like a but like a scrap heap but put mm-hmm. together these these are like good guys, and then They just looked terrible. It was Mm -hmm. terrible managing. They didn't hit well. They didn't pitch well. It was just, and that poor guy in the crowd got beer dumped. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, talk about an insult to injury. It's like, you know, you just watched your team fail miserably in person. And then, you know, some guy thinks it's funny to dump beer on your head. Mm -hmm. So, ugh, rough night for him, but he's getting some nice swag from Oakland. Mm -hmm. They're inviting him back for a game. I think it might be the opener. So, it worked out well for him.
0: Yeah, I liked that on Twitter. I saw the A's reach out to him, and, you know, they're doing the right thing, taking the right steps.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it's, it's unfortunate it happened to the guy, but, you know, they saw an opportunity, you know, hey, you know, the guy was a fan. He went into hostile territory, you know, got fluid thrown on him, you know. It's like he's just, you know, they, they did what they needed to do, and, uh, you know, good for him. I'm glad he got rewarded for putting up with a not pleasant condition. Yeah, so.
0: So we've got uh, Yankees-Boston coming up later tonight. Jay Happ going up against Chris Sale. Might be about as entertaining as Kluber and Verlander. And then tomorrow, Carrasco and Garrett Cole go up against each other. So this American League Divisional Series, it's going to be all about good starting pitching. Whose bullpen is going to be the most vulnerable? To me, I think it's the Red Sox. I think they have the most vulnerable bullpen out of any of them. Well, I have friends who are out in New England, and Mm. it seems like either
1: they're whining about the Red Sox bullpen or how the Patriots aren't undefeated. <laughs> so it's like, that's, you know, that's, that's Boston fans right now. They're, they're terrified that their bullpen's going to let them down and that mm-hmm. the Patriots aren't undefeated. And I'm just like, you know, mm. didn't you, you guys have won like what, three titles in the last what, 15 years. <laughs> it's like, how can you be this like miserable, you know, just be like, Oh, the world's going to end. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like you're you're so spoiled. It's like you shouldn't be thinking so negatively. I mean, I understand it's the Red Sox's concern right now, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're still so good offensively. It's mm-hmm. like it's not like the it's not like the bottom's just going to fall out on them in the playoffs. Hey, at least
0: they don't have to worry about Kyrie not coming back no. next year. Yeah. He's made that clear and uh <laughs> the Bruins had a shutout win last night. They bounce back from opening night. They got a lot to feel good about. Up exactly. There. Uh First game was a disaster. No, was it
1: ever? (laughs) I was like, I was tuning. I'm like, all right, first game of the season. You know, uh, know, caps are raising their banner, Mm -hmm. and it was just like Boston just didn't show up. Mm. I mean, it was like if I was writing that game recap from a Boston perspective, it's like try to polish that one, you know, because you're taught, you know, you got to be unbiased, but try to find a positive. Well, what positive was in a seven nothing? (laughs) You know, it's like there's nothing there. But you know, I. Getting back to baseball, I'm 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 excited. You know, this is when I mean the wild cards are nice, but you know, it's when you get to the ALDS, the NLDS is where things really start to get interesting, and uh, I I love playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I I you know my dad and I talk, and we're just like, you know, October, you know, and early November is like the best time of the year because you have baseball playoffs, hockey, and basketball are getting underway. You're in the heart of the football season. You know, it's like. Everything's coming together Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the perfect time. And it's hard because it's like you don't know what to focus on. You're like, oh, good baseball? Or do I watch you know, the Michigan game? Or do I watch baseball and the Lions game? Or do I I watch the Red Wings and the Lions? I mean, you you can't... Unless you're really dedicated to one specific team, Mm -hmm. you're going to be flipping channels
0: (laughs) every night. Split screen. Yeah. So you've got... Plenty of baseball to talk about. Mm -hmm. Last thing before the break, uh, from a managerial standpoint over in the National League, if Dave Roberts doesn't get it done this year, is he on the hot seat in Los Angeles? I think he is. Is he? He's got so much talent there. Mm -hmm. You know, he
1: should have won one by Mm -hmm. this point. And if they can't get it done this year, you know, I don't want to say, like, the pitchforks and torches, but people are going to be on the fan message boards. Mm -hmm. They're going to be annoyed. You should have done this already. So... I would say hot. Seat. I
0: wouldn't say he's gone, but I would say his seat is getting a, exi- a little warm at mm-hmm. this point. Well, how about the Cubs? They were making it sound like uh, Joe Madden might not be coming back, and I saw a lot of Cubs fans upset uh, after the wild card game, thinking that getting rid of Madden will be the answer. And I know, you know, there were some mistakes made in the wild card game, but there can't really be people who think the Cubs would be better without him, can they?
1: No as a cubs fan no it's a stupid thing you know he's one of the best managers in baseball he got you a world series title mm-hmm. ending this epically long drought <laughs> and it's like wouldn't you give him the benefit of the doubt i mean they made the NLCS last year mm-hmm. it's like they just kind of faltered down the stretch and got bounced in the in the first round but doesn't mean they're not going to be back next year there's so much talent there and if they get Bryce Harper i mean they're going to become the front-runner again in the NL. So it's like, let's let's simmer down. <laughs> He's doing fine. He'll be back. You know, just calm down.
0: We've got Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal in with us today. We have more coming up on the Sports Pen after this on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, the Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at
1: 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only available at Ojibwe Casino in Barraga and Marquette. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of The Mining Journal. Well, we covered baseball, knocked that out a little bit early on. Let's uh, transition to football. We were talking about the upset Boston sports fans in the first part of the show. They weren't too upset last night. A pretty good win for New England over Indianapolis. Although I give a ton of credit to the Colts. No participation trophies, what have you. But everything considered, stacked against them, they battled, played a fairly good game. Yeah, they didn't, I mean, they
1: dug themselves in too big of a hole is Mm -hmm. basically what they did. But played, you know, a better second half It's like, I think the Colts, you know, I wouldn't say they're entirely rebuilding, but it's like, they're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They're not a, they're not a horrendous team. You know, they're, 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 Decent team. There I mean they should have beat Houston last you know, last week. The odds were really not in their favor. No. You know, I was basically like, hey, let's keep it close, you know, <laughs> you know, like not completely fall off. And uh luck played well, especially mm-hmm. in the second half. I think you know, his line is better, but he's still getting hit really hard, mm-hmm. but he's I think he's playing better more so than the previous years were before he got hit hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just clicking, you know, you looked at it in the, the Houston game, um, you know, Frank Reich, when he decided to gamble, you know, his reasoning was luck was playing really well. I think he had like, what, 438 or yeah. something like that in that game, which means that he's throwing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, yeah, I, again, no moral victories, like you said, but, you know, it's not, I would if I was a Colts player I would feel I would be upset that we lost but I wouldn't feel like all oh, the season's over you mm-hmm. know kind of a thing it's just like we played pretty well we we're just playing a significantly better team as
0: well as it's just not their year especially with Jacksonville in that division mm-hmm. uh, and, and when they're healthy they mm-hmm. have a fair amount of talent there mm-hmm. so it, it could be a process it's a couple of years away I still think for Indianapolis they'll, they'll be back
1: yeah i mean it's you know it's gonna be, you know this year's not gonna be great. You know I'm thinking if they can get to eight and eight, that's mm-hmm. like a quality year. Yeah. I mean even like seven to nine. <laughs> you know I mean yeah you're under five hundred, but compared to where they were, you know it's like at the you know near the top of the draft list. It's like it shows you're moving in the right direction. I think they are. It just it's gonna be a bit. You know I I would say give it two three years. You know I'd say they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You know and I, I Jacksonville's good. But they've got flaws. The defense is good, but mm. the offense isn't exactly lighting the world on <laughs> you know. Oh. So I think that will hurt Jacksonville in the playoffs, but yeah. You know, and then you got you know, Dave Portnoy from Barstool sent mm. out a dumb tweet last night saying that, Oh, Patriots are so good they're scary. No, you <laughs> lost to Detroit. No, you lost to Jacksonville. Three and two. <laughs> it's like simmer down dude it's like i mean if they're 5-0 oh, okay mm-hmm. maybe but mm-hmm. it's like you lost to two teams that you probably should have beat mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah julian
0: edelman back for the team and you know fairly decent return to the field in a game that at least matters for the first time since the super bowl another weapon for brady they're glad to have him back i don't know how much better uh new england's gonna be i think they already were the best team in that division um you know Miami fans can say what they want, but New England is far and away significantly better. We knew that before the butt kicking they put on <laughs> them a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know how much his return is going to impact New England until the postseason, anyway. But nonetheless, he's back. He's he's you know he definitely improves them. I mean, it's their division. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you know Miami's like at least a step behind. Buffalo took a gigantic step mm-hmm. behind. I I still don't understand the decision. I mean. Is Tyrod Taylor an amazing quarterback? No, but he's significantly better than what you got now. Nathan
0: Peterman, Nathan
1: Peterman, and Josh Allen, a rookie. It's like, I just don't understand it. I mean, oh, we're worried about you know his inconsistency. His consistency is a lot better than these two, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's just, it was dumb. And uh, like I said, the you know the Bills, okay, maybe a wild card. You know, they're not going to win the division. No, England's too good. But you know but they're even going to make the playoffs this year. So, I don't, you know, but you're right. Until the playoffs, you're not going to really see how much he's going to benefit because they already, <laughs> I don't want to say locked up the division, but in theory. <laughs> yeah, we all know it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I'm not sure quite to say yet. I I still think it's way too early because some people are already, like, thinking, oh, who's going to make the playoffs? It's like, okay, it's what, like week five, six or something like that? It's like, okay, you know pump the brakes Mm -hmm. let's you know usually i start thinking playoffs like week 10 week 11 Mm -hmm. stuff like that then you get a better picture but a lot of teams aren't even on their buys yet (laughs) you know and that's when you get your team get healthy again so we'll see but it's uh yeah it it was an interesting game last night
0: you have got you talked about the offensive lines and again indianapolis still has a lot to be desired um I looked, I there was a stat that jumped out to me as far as through the first four weeks of the season, not including the one week five game last night, which team has allowed the most quarterback hurries. And again, you can take into consideration quarterback hurries, if that's a relevant stat or not. If I were to tell you that the Vikings were in the top five, is that true or false? Would you believe me?
1: I would believe you.
0: <laughs> what if I told you they're number one?
1: I actually would believe you. They are. Yeah.
0: 72 quarterback hurries allowed in four games. 18 per game. The Mm -hmm. Vikings offensive line is not giving Kirk Cousins an opportunity to be a quality quarterback. And he can be with that system. Mm -hmm. The Vikings defense obviously is not what they expected it to be after last season. It's been a big uh, step backward for them. But the offense having their own struggles as well. They're just not giving Cousins any kind of time.
1: No, that line's really hurting him. And you you wonder about hurries. Is it really a, a stat, mm-hmm. you know? I think it is, but it's not something that you can really, like, you know, bank on. It's an like, analytic. Yeah, you know, it's more, it tells it, you what's going it, on. Yeah, it tells you what's going on. Um, but I, Cousins is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's definitely top ten. I would say maybe even top seven, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the league. he's If he gets the protection he does, he has the offensive weapons, mm-hmm. you know. The Vikings should be playing a lot better than they are. Should and, be, yeah. Do I think they'll get? I think they'll eventually get it together, mm-hmm. but because I think they're just too good to not, <laughs> not <in the> playoffs, <laughs> to exactly. not be in the playoffs. But you know, as far as how far they're going to go, now it's more of a question mark to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's uh, it's worrisome. I watched that terrible Bills game, at least the first quarter before I went back home mm-hmm. from my trip to Minnesota, and I regret it. You know, I know. I love spending quality time with my family, but watching that debacle, it's like I could have got on the road further, mm-hmm. further and didn't have to ride drive in the dark in the UP, <laughs> watching deer try
0: to run in front of my car. The NFC North is so weird this season. Are we sold on the Chicago Bears? Are they a legit contender to win the title?
1: I'm, I'm not yet. I mean, yeah. I like their defense. Mack mm-hmm. is definitely a huge asset there. Um, I mean, Trubisky's okay you know, doing okay, mm-hmm. but it's like, I think they're a year away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, they're just not there. I mean, mm-hmm. the Packers aren't exactly looking great either, but they have mm-hmm. Rogers, so that helps. Right. You have, um, the Bears just aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Give it next year. I think you'll get a better picture of where they're at. Mm-hmm. I think Green Bay and Minnesota are just too strong. Um, and then you got the Lions who I don't know what to make of them. I really they're better don't. after an 0-2 start. <laughs> yeah. They're playing better, but, You know, it's like, they should have beat the Jets. Mm -hmm. You know, they should have a better record. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Are they... I thought they'd get a wild card spot this year. Do I think that's still a possibility? Maybe. Because there's still a long way to go. Mm -hmm. But... They gotta play a lot better than they are if they're gonna, you know, leapfrog, you know, the Green Bay, <laughs> you know, in Minnesota, maybe. Um, although Rogers is feuding with McCarthy right now.
0: It's what I've been hearing. Rogers denies it, but do we really believe that? I don't know.
1: I, you know, it, it's kind of one of those like behind the scenes thing. You mm-hmm. know, like like Tom Brady hates Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yes. he, yeah, he's made it pretty clear mm-hmm. on the sidelines. He doesn't like McDaniels. He and Belichick—they're saying they're getting their little feud. I don't know how much I buy into that no. considering they've been so successful together mm-hmm. but i know he can't stand mcdaniels and he'll yell at him and stick his finger in the <laughs> in his face all the time but you know i don't see rogers doing that with mccarthy no. i know they're i i think rogers expected at this point he'd have another super bowl mm-hmm. and i think it's irking him quite a bit that he hasn't got it you know so i wouldn't be surprised if he there's a little arguing maybe behind the scenes between the two of them, things being a little tense. I wouldn't say like, oh, you got like a, you know, a debacle going mm-hmm. on behind the scenes, but I imagine things aren't exactly, they're not on the greatest terms, no. I would say right now. So uh, I would, I wouldn't be panicking if I was a Packers fan, but I wonder how much time McCarthy has left. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, cause you know, he should have won another title by this point, you know, he, you know, the <laughs> Packers fans are getting annoyed. Sometimes I feel Packers fans are really spoiled because they have Rodgers, and I've told them that. <laughs> you know, but... You know, need a defense, though. Yeah, that defense isn't great. Um, I mean, Jimmy Graham, you know, helps, but is he, you know, is he a changing offense? Oh, now they got him. Not like, like he used to be. Not He's not like he used to be. You know, there's no real true number one receiver. Uh, you know, their running game is still... They don't have a running back. I mean, you know, say what you want about the Lions' inability to get a running back. Mm. They at least have looks like a running back in on Johnson. <laughs> you know, they just need to give him more touches. You know, figure that out, Patricia. <laughs> you know, I just, I, if you have a good running back, I don't know, I know they're a pass-heavy offense, and that's just how the league is, but mm. it looks like you have a good running back. Why wouldn't you use him more huh? often?
0: They look like they have a few guys that can be at least capable out of the backfield. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is kind of your third down back. And then Theo could basically play a receiver spot right now. And you've got a good enough quarterback that can throw the ball. He's always been able to do that. You've got good enough wideouts with, like, Tate, Galladay, Marvin Jones. I mean, the Lions offensively should be better than they are. And they're not bad right now. But with the level of talent they have, they should be better. Yeah, and... uh... (laughs) Like I said, I thought wild card. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe even
1: not a division because Minnesota and Green Bay are just so better. Mm -hmm. But like a wild card thing, they could do it. And ugh, (laughs) I'm still I'm not I'm not sure yet. And I don't know if Lions fans are sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) how this team's gonna play out this year. So I think if they give John some more touches, try to utilize their running game a little more, and just play a little more consistently, you know, there there's still a chance at a playoff berth. But They, you know, because there's a long way to go, but they need to start to getting it together.
0: Where does the North rank among the NFC divisions? Is that the best?
1: Ah, boy. Um, Overall, I'd probably have to say yeah, Mm because, I mean, you look at the East... Not Washington, not the Giants, not Dallas. Philadelphia's the king of the conference, but they're not really looking all that great. (laughs) You look in the West, it's
0: the Rams division. It is. They (laughs) have one good team over there. Yeah,
1: and then you throw it to the South. I mean, New Orleans is okay. Mm -hmm. Tampa, everybody was jumping on on that bandwagon, but there's no Fitzmagic. (laughs) Not anymore after the Bears shellacked them. So I I think, yeah, top to bottom, the North's probably the best Absolutely,
0: You bet. Well, shoot, we've got more coming up after this. We owe you our second break. We'll have all that and more coming up after this on ESPN-UP Sports Pen. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday
1: afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Steig of the Mining Journal. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the one hundred thousand dollar grand prize. Only available at a Casino in Berga and Marquette. Well, the NHL is back. We touched on it briefly in the first segment of the show. Uh, Washington Capitals, a statement win two nights ago, seven nothing over Boston, and then uh, last night. They go to Pittsburgh, renew that old rivalry, and it's another shootout they're involved in. This time, uh, Pittsburgh wins at 7-6 in overtime. The Washington Capitals, we knew their offense was going to be good. We knew goaltending would be a strength for them, but they have so many offensive weapons. In two games and about 90 seconds of overtime, they've got 13 goals already this year. I can't tell if that's good or bad for pro hockey. I I think it's Good because fans like goals,
1: mm-hmm. but you need to have a good defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know. It's like I, I talk about it in college hockey. There's some teams that really recruit offense. They want goals, but they like forget to get a good goaltender. <laughs> I mean, Penn State is the prime example. There you of go. You know, they're just they're so good offensively, but they're so weak goaltending. They're terrible on defense, and it's just like. They bank so heavily of we'll just beat teams like eight seven instead of uh, you could beat them you know seven two if you tried. It doesn't matter if you have Dennis Smirnoff
0: shooting the puck as long as you got Peyton Jones in net.
1: Yeah, it's like it's I don't understand that strategy, but you know, and then there's some people. If you ask like the national media, not everybody's buying the Caps this year. Mm-hmm. Um, which I understand. I, uh, most people did not expect Washington to win the cup last no, year. I don't they, think they'll win it this year. I don't think they're going to win it this year. Um, I just—it's hard to repeat, and mm-hmm. you have to have all the pieces to do so, like Pittsburgh did a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And I—I I don't see it. I think they're going to go far in the playoffs. They will. But you need. You need a lot of things. You need to either be completely stacked mm-hmm. as a team, or you got to have a lot of things go your way. You got a little luck on your side. You can't. You have to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a key player going down, like one of your best scorers, your starting goalie. I mean, you're sunk. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm not entirely buying the Caps, but they're off to a great start. And then you got the Red Wings last night who. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I you know, I designed the pages this morning and I put the Red Wings recap in there and the guys in the press, you know, were printing off the paper and they pick it up and they're like, "Ugh, same old Detroit." <laughs> you know, it's like and it, it really is. You know, mm-hmm. they should have won that game. Yep. They, they didn't get the job done. You know, I wrote a column last week saying it's going to be a long year for the Red Wings. It just it's a rebuild mm-hmm. and I think I think more fans are aware of it now that it's going to be a while for this team to be good. Um maybe next year they might scratch and get an 8 seed. Yeah. But you know, they they got to build up their talent. They got to get rid of these bad contracts they have, you know, and once they start doing that and get more draft picks, they're going to be good again. But it takes a while. To re- it takes you two, three, sometimes four years to Mm -hmm. really get to where you really want to be, to be a cup contender. It's going to be – I know Red Wings fans have this win now mentality, but that's not the case right now. They need to get – you know, that playoff streak, I know it was nice and everybody Mm -hmm. liked it. Look how long we've made the playoffs. But you didn't do anything. (laughs) I mean, it's like – it was like 13 – 2013 when they played the Blackhawks and almost beat them. That was like the last legit <laughs> good Red Wings team, I remember. So it's it's going to take a while. I I'm I'm not surprised they lost. They should have won, but I'm not surprised either.
0: They uh, you know, expectations were not high for them coming into this year. Jimmy Howard had 36 saves in net last night. Should I know expectations still weren't high. But should they be concerned they lost to a backup goalie in Columbus last night? They didn't even play Bobrovsky. They lost to Jonas Corposalo.
1: Which, by the way, way to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the foreign players, it's hard to get it down. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, I think, I don't know how much of a concern it is simply because the expectations are so low. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's still not good. You no. know, they. You weren't playing their number one guy. You should have beat them. It's just, you know, and I some, some people are complaining online that all the empty seats in Little Caesars, and it's just like, well, it's because they're not very good. You can have, like, the nicest arena in the world, but if the talent on the floor or on the ice is awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like people aren't going to show up. I mean, ooh, you know, like, look at this nice seat I'm sitting in as i paid a bunch of money to watch terrible hockey mm-hmm. terrible basketball um you know and to sum up the, the red wings right now i mean somebody said a tweet that i retweeted and said trevor daly just turned the puck over three times on a shift <laughs> 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 on one shift the time he's on the ice he turned the puck over three times if that isn't an indication where the red wings are i feel like
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, he's probably their best healthy yeah. defenseman right yeah. now. With mm-hmm. Green hurt, Cronwall is hurt. Uh, offense is supposed to be their strength. You know, they've uh-huh. got Larkin, Nyquist, Nielsen, uh, Thomas Vanek, guys like that. They were supposed to be what uh, propelled Detroit this year because goaltending's okay with Bernier and Howard. Not great. Upgrade from Peter Morazic, but mm-hmm. still. Offense is supposed to be their strong suit this year. They were outshot 39-20 to 20 last night. Yeah, it's their defense is what's hurting them.
1: Howard's getting up there. You know, it's like, you know, goalies start to decline mm-hmm. over the years, and he's not what he used to be. Still solid, mm-hmm. but not great. <laughs> Jimmy Howard's not going to lead you to a cup. No. Let's put it that way. No. Um, and Bernie is a solid solid backup, but that's his role. Yep. You know, he's he's going to be the guy. Steps in if your starter's injured, or gives them a rest, or plays you know a couple games back to back and gives you a good night. um It's uh, it's the defense is their weakness. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential with the offense, and I think that's what's going to carry them over the this year, over the next year. It's just they just if they draft better defensemen, I mm-hmm. think that'll help. But they need to just start i think they got the forwards locked down well now they got to focus on their defense
0: this score surprised me last night philadelphia thumps vegas five to two that surprised you a bit (laughs) you know i think uh, vegas was such a huge surprise
1: last year i think they're going to make the playoffs but this they're not a cup winning team no you know last year was like this miracle fun ride and everybody loved it and they're Vegas had their little uh their pageantry before the games are really cool and they put on a good show, but I just don't think the weapons are there. Mm-hmm. Um Philly's supposed to be better this year. Mm-hmm. Um some people are saying Dave Haxel's on the hot seat. Um I think I think every coach in Philly's always on the hot seat. They're just they're so angry <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and it's like I mean Doug Peterson probably, you know, a first round playoff exit this year. He's probably going to be on Probably are. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, but yeah, th- that surprised me a little bit, but now they're supposed to be better. I think Vegas is going to take a step back. So mm-hmm. not entirely, although that was a really cool thing that the NHL sent up that little video clip of like, they did a street fighter parody where they did like the two <laughs> mascots going at it. I thought that was cool. Gritty and right? chance. Gritty and chance. Oh, that that was get, great. That was fun. Uh, Gritty is a mascot. It's like he's... I'm warming up to him. Mm-hmm. I thought when I first saw him, I'm like, this looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's like... It, now he's breaking the internet. And it was like this half-hearted attempt <laughs> to pick a mascot. It's like, let's throw a fuzzy guy on the ice and hope for the best. But, you know, people are embracing it. It's It's almost like the perfect Philly mascot, mm-hmm. you know? So... I mean, they have the fanatic. I mean, why not make a weird-looking fur ball and yeah. make that your mascot? But uh, it, yeah, I'm embracing. I like Chance the Gila Monster. Mm-hmm. I didn't at, at first. I thought, okay, why don't you just have a knight because that's your mascot? Mm-hmm. But you know, they actually have a knight, but they <laughs> wanted a more cuddly kind of thing. And so, I mean, I get it. I mean, I've warmed up to that one too. Mm-hmm. So mascots are they're fun in their own way, but uh, yeah, just an interesting night of hockey.
0: Pittsburgh Penguins seemed a little angry that they were knocked off their Stanley throne last night. They went 7-6 in overtime over Washington. Back and forth game and plenty of offense to go through with it. And I think you're seeing Washington is figuring out why Toronto's not going to be a Stanley Cup contender this year because they're all about offense over there. And they're realizing you're not going to outscore everybody. So I think Washington's starting to realize it. Toronto will realize it. They're kind of in the same boat as Detroit where... They don't have much for defense and goaltending. Offense, I think, is better in Toronto than it is in Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to be the big question for me: is how far they can go after the start they had last night. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're going to be good and they're going to make the playoffs.
1: But is this is this kind of getting toward the end of the Penguins' run? Mm-hmm. You know, because. Um, they got a lot of big contracts, a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> how much longer are people going to stay there? You know, mm-hmm. it was—I um, can't remember who did it. If it was—I uh, think Deadspin wrote a story where they were talking about how you know it was so for so long it was the Penguins, the Blackhawks, and the Kings were the king were the <laughs> the they kings were. of the NHL. I mean, those are the teams that were dominating, mm-hmm. and you know the Kings aren't there anymore. Nope. Chicago's on its last legs, and Pittsburgh's probably the best of the three, but. Mm-hmm. You know, are they... They're starting to fade a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can always put them as a cup contender, Mm -hmm. but are they the confident cup contender this year? You're like, oh, they've got it in the bag? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of teams you can make the case. I'm not entirely sold on Toronto either. I know some people are like, oh, this is the year the Cup's coming back to Canada. And I'm like... Winnipeg has a better chance of bringing it back. Yes, that, they do. Bringing it back Winnipeg to is the too. best
0: Canadian team in the NHL this year. Yeah, they're because
1: they're good in all areas. Toronto's offense looks phenomenal, mm-hmm. but their goal and their defense is going to hurt them. Yeah. I think they're better, but no. no. It's, Winnipeg, if there's a Canadian team, will
0: bring home the cup. The Toronto Maple Leafs are like the Kansas City Chiefs of the NHL. They'll outscore you, but they won't stop you either. Everything's going to be a track need. Yeah, you, you know,
1: like the Chiefs, it'll be like a 40 to. 35 game, mm-hmm. you know, you throw it with the Maple Leafs, it's going to be a, uh, seven, six or a six, <laughs> five game. And it's just, again, offense is great. Mm-hmm. Fans like goals, but you're not going to go far if you can't stop people. Nope. And, uh, I'm hoping teams will learn that. <laughs> it seems like it's a concept that's lost on a lot of franchises.
0: Well, last thing before we go to break, this will make you feel old. Uh, this week we had a couple of records that were broken in uh, the NHL, and actually it extends through all major sports. This week, for the first time ever, someone who was born in this millennium played in a major professional sport in North America. Two nights ago it happened for the first time in either of the four major leagues, NHL, MLB, NBA, or NFL, when Jasperi Cotanini came in and played for the uh, Montreal Canadiens two nights ago when they played Toronto. And then last night it happened in America for the first time when Rasmus Dahlin took the ice for Buffalo against Boston. So we have a couple of guys that were born in the year 2000 um, out there playing professional hockey. We're here on a Friday morning. Does it make you feel old? I'm starting to feel it. Uh, Eh, a little i uh i
1: don't know i as i know it's like a cliche, but i feel like you're you're only old as you feel okay you know it's like now it's it's now i don't a uh, guide with the uh you know like you know eighties the new <laughs> you know sixties and new forty or any of that kind of stuff, but you know it's just if you try to feel young mm-hmm. you know and you try to you know if you're active if you're paying attention if you're trying you know, to be hip in your own way. I think you don't need to feel old. You know, I I have not reached the point where I'm feeling old. Maybe if I hit 50, I'll start to be like, where did the time go? (laughs) But you know, it's like, I'm not quite there yet.
0: I felt old when I saw Daniel Sprong take the ice for the first time as a Pittsburgh Penguin when he was 18. And I was maybe a year or two older than him at the time. But I liked what I heard from you. I'm worried for me, it's only going to get worse. But I needed that today, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, Ryan Steig of the Mining Journal. We're going to come back and wrap this episode of the Sports Pen up after this. You're listening to ESPN Radio UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Don't forget, Pigskin Bay Day is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize only at Ojibwe Casino in Barraga and Marquette. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Steeg of the Mining Journal. Glad that you're with us as your work week winds down. Maybe on your way to a Friday night lights contest. Plenty uh, going on around the UP. Unfortunately just not in our area. Everything's kind of spread out but going back to yesterday. Congratulations Westwood High School tennis team. Champions up in D2. Yeah at third straight. um d2 up title for the girls
1: that's their ninth of the last 10 (laughs) they shared one with munising in 2016 the only blemish was in 2015 when munising um won their title um shared it with them in 2016 but just a string of just real dominance uh that chris jackson's put together um at westwood uh interesting enough they beat West Iron Iron county last year by one they beat them this year by one as well Mm. so as I put it in my story there 's the two they 're the two best d two programs in the u p and it was going to come down to that yesterday. It was even more obvious this year than last year. Um, I think it was a little more balanced between the teams last year at the d two meet whereas this year. <laughs> There were two significant ones at the top, and uh, it was a fun it was a fun day to watch. It was cold, and I could tell the girls were kind of miserable while they were out there, especially in the morning. Mm. I mean I thought it was cold when I got out there in the afternoon, but you know Chris was telling me in the morning it was just brutal you know and you know i'm sure when you think tennis you know you're not thinking early October you know where you're having to wear a coat <laughs> to go onto the court, you know you don't see a lot of you know U.S. Open type of players, you know, mm-hmm. having to wear a parka <laughs> to go out on, ma- co- on the court for a major tournament. But, but you know, great thing for Westwood. Nagani has won their fifth in a row. They did that in D1 out in Kingsford, edging Marquette. So both championships were close ones, you know. Uh, Westwood won by one. Nagani won by two. Um, just some good tennis around the area, and uh, that's good to see.
0: Well, we've got football coming up later tonight. Any games that you're particularly excited for? Well, I'm intrigued by Westwood Lance. Yep. And uh, not just because you're going there. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: It's more um, just because I want to see if Lance is – you know, for real, I mean, I think uh the guy who does the uh prediction brackets he's on twitter he's mm-hmm. goes by snooze to you, which is odd, but maybe he has a reason for it. you know he was thinking lance was going to make it in, mm-hmm. and I want to see I haven't seen Lance in person yet, mm-hmm. and I, you know i'm intrigued i intrigued to see can they keep up with Westwood? I think Westwood's going to win tonight. Is it going to be like a close game or a reasonably close game? Mm-hmm. Um, is Lance a pill caliber team? We know Westwood is. Westwood's just good. But uh, is it going to be a decent game? That's what I'm that's what I'm wondering tonight.
0: You've got a few others in the area. Ishpeming's going tomorrow. How about Gwen? They're starting to get a little more healthy. They've got everybody back except the quarterback. They desperately need at least one, maybe two here down the stretch. But They've got the talent for it. Now they're just starting to get them all back and healthy.
1: Yeah, it, health is their worry right now. I mean, I I, I give Austin Forbes a lot of credit mm-hmm. for trying to play quarterback with a with an ACL injury. Um, it's they're in a they're in a tough spot. They just need to get one more, and they're in playoff consideration. 2 they're in, you know, there's still a chance there. I think I think they're at least gonna get one you know two might be pushing it
0: but they're at least going to get
1: one and be on the bubble i think
0: how about uh teams like ishpeming marquette uh marquette they've got marquette a seems to go be go to.
1: seems to be pulling it together they're going to wisconsin mm-hmm. this weekend which is it's hard to really judge wisconsin schools mm-hmm. you know and i ask coaches whenever they're about to play one it's like how much do you know of them the good thing Marquette played them last year, so they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, okay, we're playing a Wisconsin team that we've never played before, it's got to be an adjustment. You're trying to learn stuff maybe on the fly. So I think Marquette's going to win tonight. Um, <clears throat> I think things are starting to click for them. I think they probably should have beat Petoskey. Mm-hmm. You know, They should be in better shape. Um, I think there's a chance Marquette makes the playoff still. That Ishming-West Iron game is going to be fun. Yes, it um, is. It, uh, they're looking. Both their playoff teams, you know, or you know, should be. <laughs> Ishmings clinched their spot. I think West, West Ir- Iron can tomorrow. West, West Iron can officially do it tomorrow. Um, it's yeah, it's, I think it's the game of the week. Um, hmm. Westwood Lunts is interesting to me, but hmm. I think for like a straight up quality game, hmm. you're going to go with the uh, Ishming West Iron. I'm still not sure why West Iron's playing on a Saturday because yeah. people. They have lights, because some people are trying to make that. Well, maybe they don't have lights, but it's like, well, they played Friday night at home. nobody seems to know (laughs) why this is happening. Yeah, so I'm not sure why, but uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to shake out. It should be a fun one. Nagani's
0: pulling it together, too, and they've always seemed to have the pieces there and been right on the cusp, but now they're starting to put four quarters together consistently.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're looking good. I think they get in. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not... You know, if they're gonna get that six to guarantee a spot, I think Nagani's gonna be more of a bubble thing. I think they're gonna get five. Them and Gwen are gonna be like the mm-hmm. you know, are we in or are we not? You know, gonna be the whole uh we're watching the T V <laughs> you know, when the announcement is made. Um, but I still think they're a good team. I think Gwen's a good team. It's like if Gwen was a little healthier, mm-hmm. I think people would be a lot more high on them right now. Um and I think the Ghani's starting to come together, Marquette is. It's interesting in Marquette County right now because the teams, all, all the five are pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's one that's really good in Ishming, mm-hmm. and there's one that's close to really good
0: in Westwood. Mm-hmm. And then
1: there's the other three that are playoff caliber teams. Yeah.
0: How about uh, you look around some of the landscape. If Marquette goes 5-4 and four and they win the conference, is that enough to get them off the bubble? I think by getting them
1: I think by winning the conference that'll get them off the bubble. Okay. I think I think if they don't win it, I think they're they're hurt mm-hmm. by it and I think that's ultimately going to hurt them. But if they if they can win the GNC, that can be a selling point to them. Yeah, we're only five and four, but we won our conference, mm-hmm. you know, and people remember that. You know, as much as they look at, you know, your record, they look at your margin of victories did you win your conference, and they'll throw all that together. And if if they don't win the conference, that's going to really hurt them, mm-hmm. and I think they're probably on the out. But
0: we'll see. We're looking at Northern tomorrow. They're back home. They're coming off a stinging loss last week. Uh, what, what about this game? What can we expect? I think Northern wins it.
1: Okay. Um, uh, I think they'll get back on track. They should have beat Davenport. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... You know, it's kind of the same old story with Northern. Northern's been notorious the last few years not being able to finish the job in the fourth quarter. They blew a 15 point lead last week. You know, and uh, some people were questioning should, you know, Kyle Nystrom have gone for two? He explained why. It was why, the right call. I it was the, it, after listening to him explain it, mm-hmm. it was the right call. I remember looking at the box score and I was just like, why'd he go for two? You know, he could have just gone for double overtime. But when he explained it, I understood where his mindset was. Mm -hmm. It was the right call. And it was a good play. It just fell incomplete. So, um, but I think they get it. Northwood, the thing with Northwood is that they run an option. Mm -hmm. And they're like the only team (laughs) in the area that runs an option. So that's always a difficult thing for teams to play for Mm -hmm. because you're going to see a lot of spreads, you know. You're not going to see a lot of air raids, but you're going to see a lot of you know, kind of like pro style offenses. You're going to see some spreads, but seeing an option, I mean, unless you're what the Naval Academy or like Air Force or Georgia Tech, you know, it's like it's it's a rarity. So, it's you know, it's it's an adjustment to make, but I think Northern will get it done. I know they're upset that they should have won it last week, and uh, I think that. They're a act, act at home. They've got that bitter taste in their mouth. I think they do it. Well, and they're a
0: better team than people give them credit for. When you look at the box scores, the records, what have you, I know what it says, and it doesn't look impressive on paper, but you go inside the box scores and you see this team play, and there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of promise and a lot of reason to be optimistic. Still a process, still probably a couple of years away from being where uh, they would feel as an acceptable mark but they're getting there I mean they're they're legit making progress and just they're a better team than when they give them what they give them credit for so it's tough for me to see uh all this come on the shoulders of Cal Nystrom are we playing the uh the Sixers game are we trusting the process is that we're trying we have to, do? to yeah I think we have to
1: I mean uh you look NMU is a better team you know they 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 Probably should have beaten mckendry because they were there. Mm-hmm. They could have done it. They definitely should have beat Davenport. They looked good against Permian Basin. It's just those two losses, you know, on the schedule. I know they were blown out, but Grand Valley and Ferris are national title contenders. Yes, <laughs> it's like you kind of expected that to happen, and they played better against Ferris than they did the week before. So mm-hmm. they showed they made progress. I, you know, they're moving in the right direction. You know, I'll say it and I'll tell people, Kyle Nystrom inherited a mess of a program. He really did, and he's trying to dig out of it, and it's going to be a bit. They're better than they were last year. That's clearly evident, you know, but this isn't a playoff team, you know. This is, you know, I think if they get four wins out of this year, that's going to be a success. Oh, yeah. You know, I know people are like, four wins, how is that successful? But to where this team was... Yeah, they're making progress. And, uh, you know, maybe next year they can crack the above 500 mark, you know. And it just it's its going to be a slow thing. And uh, you just got to be patient. Uh, I, I give Nystrom, uh, you know, credit for taking over this job, and I
0: think he's doing pretty well. You've got Northern Men's Soccer ranked in the top 25. They had their unbeaten streak come to an end this week. But I tell you what, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, there's a lot to like about that squad. Yeah, they're they're. They're entertaining, uh, you know, there's a good offense, their
1: defense is obviously good, they had so many shutouts during that stretch, and, uh, you know, and we talked to David, David Poggi, mm-hmm. I can't remember how he used to pronounce it, but regardless, David told us <laughs> that that, de- that defense has been their strength, and goaltending has been what they've gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to, Northern's not this kind of high-powered soccer offense, where you're putting up, like, four or five goals. They're going to rely on their defense and their goaltending. And if they can... For them, it's like a race to two. If they can get to two, they're probably going to win the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they're fun to watch. Northern women, you know, the last time I saw them was the debacle against Michigan Tech, Mm -hmm. um, uh, which Sonia was not pleased with. And uh, so... But I think they're still a pretty good team, and uh, they're... You know, I've watched them play well, and yet I've also watched them play badly, so... I think the jury's still out on the women. But, uh, you know, swimming, they're starting their first meet. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had their, you know, green and gold get together. But their first real meet is this weekend. They got Finlay. They play Bowling Green. Mm. Uh, you know, they sw- I don't play, but they swim against Bowling Green, this, you know, this weekend. So d D1 program, that's kind of cool. Um, volleyball's trying to get into a zone again. You know, they've been going through this kind of up-and-down stretch. So I still think they're a good program. Um, just you know, they're going through kind of a rough path, so you know, it's
0: Northern sports are intriguing right now and of course the
1: big sports starts next week. So
0: we're excited basketball hockey's dropping the puck it's going to be a fun time over here at Marquette. Hey Ryan as always thanks so much for stopping in we look forward to having you on again here real soon. Sounds good. That's Ryan stega of the Mining Journal. We are out of time here on the Sports Pen. Once again if you missed our coaches show today at 3 you can hear it again starting now. Get you ready for Friday night kickoff all that and more coming up later tonight on ESPN UP. We'll see you back here for Patriot football Ball, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff here on ESPN Radio, U-T- UP, Ishpeming Markia